Hi, welcome to Three Dog. You're listening to a flow class taped live in our studio. When you're ready, grab a mat and let's get started. Y'all look beautiful. This is good lighting or, or okay, actually you're just beautiful people. Um, I shouldn't. <laughs> you're beautiful people in good lighting, which is, which means I can see you and I love that. Uh, you have joined us in Supta Bhati Kanasana. So there is a good chance that uh, you have a couple blocks around you. Go ahead and bring those nearby just so you have them if you want them and you won't have to get up for a while. That's the, that's the, my key purpose here is to tell you to lie down and, and don't have to get up anytime soon. Those of you just joining in, Supta Bhati Kanasana, it's soles of the feet together, knees out to the sides and... Uh, any amount of propping or unpropping you want is good here. We're going to take some time to steady into a breath rhythm. And for today, start with just a resonant breath where you've got the same amount of inhale as exhale. That's usually about a five to six count breath, something really comfortable for you to work with there. And, and you know, balancing the length of time it takes to breathe in and breathe out. Also, the tonal quality of breath, right? so that the beginning, the middle, the end of your inhale, the same volume, the same speed, the same quality, and same thing with the exhale, the beginning, the middle, the end. Right, these we often refer to it as a long, thin ribbon of breath. No part of the breath is more abrupt or louder or more intense than the rest. It's all really smooth. That's what we're working toward. Right. This is smoothness of breath with no gaps. There's a light pause at the top of the inhale, a light pause at the bottom of the exhale, right? so that you're unhurried. You're working on smoothing out and establishing steady flow. And then as we practice, that may get interrupted by postures that are challenging, by distracting thoughts, by events beyond your control. And when you notice interruption, you just notice and return to creating this steady rhythm. No big deal. Not adding anything else to the interruption. Just back to this steady rhythm that you're creating for yourself. One way we make that a little easier is with ujjayi breath. Right? That's breath drawn by the muscles of our throat. Like you're drinking your breath in and whispering your breath out. And that gives you a sound. It gives you a really directed action. 
which is a little easier for our brain, right, to be engaged with than than simply watching a breath. Uh, so you have something to do, right? It's always easier for our brain to take action. Start there, like take the action of ujjayi. Right? And as we grow in our practice, either over the course of this hour or the course of years, we begin to also witness this, to feel it, to note its quality, to follow it, to hold it steady without excess work. We have an attention that's not too loose, not too tight. Next, exhale. Bring your knees together and give them a good hug in toward your chest. Good. Nice. And just hug. So if you tend to rock or move around, see if you can just hug the knees in. Steady action of hugging your legs in. Can you uncross your ankles and maintain this? Can you flex your feet lightly without overdoing it? Have your feet in line with their own knees, right? So for a lot of us, one leg likes to knock in a little bit or the feet like to knock to center, line them up. Right? Just being aware of your legs and how they're arranged. Is one shin bone higher than the other? Are they level? This is not a test, but just noticing where your body is in space and really simple stuff, right? It's paying attention to the simple stuff that tends to help us most, right? Noticing your patterns. One more breath here. Gently flex your feet, bend your toes. Pull the outer edges of your feet back towards your shin. Yeah, good. Nice. And then take one knee in each hand and you're just going to roll them around. Now you move. Now like move. Like just move, move, move. And not necessarily fast, right? Where's the pace of your breath? And how is your movement lining up with that? big motion can maybe you take your hands away from this and continue the circling of the leg bones. Yeah. And then how big can those circles get rather than how fast can they get? One knee moving in one direction, one knee moving in the other, the hips maintaining center. So your hips are still Notice if your hips are rocking even a little, Ground your hips. That's core body work, right? Sacrum level, hips level, just leg bones moving. Yeah, it's not easy. Bring that back to center. And again, line up your feet with their own knees. Line up your knees with their own hip. Flex your feet lightly, fan your toes. You're going to cross your right ankle to the outside of your left knee. There's a reclined pigeon, just a light version there. And then undo that, go back to that tabletop scenario. And then left ankle outside right. Cool. Undo that, come back to center. We're going to combine the two movements now. Big circles in opposite direction of the two leg bones, circling in to the reclined pigeon. Let the left leg bring the right shin toward you. And then undo it. Big circle, cross ankle over thigh, and bring the other leg in. Undo a big circle, those big wide circles, big as you can go without kicking something or somebody. And then other direction. Good. Good. Go with this. Go. Two more rounds each side. 
mobilizing hip joint, keeping your hips themselves at the sacrum, the level on the floor. That's core body. That's abdominals. Side body is back. Keeping your hips steady as the legs move. And discerning between leg movement and hip movement. Right? Serious body awareness practice. Again, it's the simple stuff. Last time through, you're going to bring it back to that tabletop, which is knees in line with their own hip, right? And feet in line with their own knees, which means there'll be a separation uh, of feet and knees. And it's not easy. Like you can think about holding a block between your knees, knees uh, and feet, right? Each holding a block. And then knock everything in together. Bring knees and feet together. Oh, that's nice, right? Bring it back, hips in line with knees, feet in line with knees, everything's a hip distance apart. You're going to keep that steady as you move side to side in belly twisting pose. You might prefer to put a block between your knees in order to keep that scenario going. Uh, it is harder to do it with an imaginary block, a uh, little easier to do with a an actual block, keeping knees in line with their you know, hip, right? So that unless your hips are uh, non-existent, your knees are going to be slightly apart. Uh, and everyone here has hips. Uh, regardless of what you think about yours, they're perfect. But knees in line with hips, the leg bones parallel, feet in line with knees. You're just doing this to keep kind of a steady frame in the legs. If you're using the block, every once in a while you might just Take it away. See if you can maintain this action of the hips moving now. Right? Hips are moving. Legs aren't moving. With the knees, exactly the block distance apart. The feet, exactly the block distance apart. It will be easier mentally to put the block back in. So do that anytime. One more round through. And then bring it back to center and pause. If you've got a block, you can take it away. Bring the soles of the feet to the mat. And knees together, constructive rest. If you found that that was harder than your average belly twisting pose, guess what your new average belly twisting pose is now? Is it amazing? It's amazing. Your arms up in the air. You're going to rotate your wrists around. So just like... Fan out your hands, spread out the fingers, take the scroll out of the digits, circle your thumb around, play the piano, whatever you got going on. Then fingers and thumb together, little bird beaks, drop them down. Turn bird beaks in like your birds were uh, staring at each other. Yeah, and turn them out to the sides. Let the... Wrists circle around. Any little cracks or pops you have, that's good. That's usually something warming up. As long as it's not painful, you're in the right spot. And then fanning out your hands. We're going to wrap the right arm underneath the left. little hug. And then a little just rock side to side of the rib cage here. So hips staying still, legs staying still. It's amazing. Like just the uh, amount of work it'll take to keep... Hip steady and just move the rib cage. And then undo that. Reach the arms out wide. Hover the arm bones above the floor. 
Yeah. So if your ring just hit the floor, bring them up a little bit. <laughs> and then uh, the telltale sign. Uh, as if you were holding heavy weights in each hand. Uh, you're not, but just imagining that. Hold the heavy weights and press them outward to the sides. Breath in. Isn't it great what your imagination can do? Breath out. Wrap the other arm underneath. So left arm under right. And a little hug. You got that rock of the rib cage side to side. Keep the hips grounded, legs steady. You're moving at your waist, you're moving the rib cage. Thoracic spinal mobility here. And then back to center. Unwind your arms. Reach for the back wall. And again, put those heavy weights on your hands. You know what? I don't like weights. Let's hold trays. Hold trays of your, like, full of your favorite stuff, whatever it is. Tacos, cocktails, I don't care. Like, your favorite stuff. Put it on there. And now take them to the back wall. I say I don't like weights because Eric is here, and that's what he does uh, all day long, because he makes people lift heavy weights. And so I'm just going to make you lift trays of tacos. That's all. That, that, that gives him job security. If, uh, <laughs> If here we only do tacos. And then release that slowly. Bring your hands to your center line. Feel your breath move in and out. Side note, everybody, please lift heavy weights. It's good for you. Also eat tacos and cocktails. <laughs> Next exhale, bring your knees in. Nose to knees, knees to nose. We're going to rock up to seated and around to down dog. Palm the mat with your hands. Step back and then press your hands down. Get the same thing we were just doing where you were pressing up into those heavy trays. Press down into the floor here. Press your feet down and out. Make a strong frame of your legs. Breath in and breath out. Next inhale, pick up your heels as high as they go. Send your hip crease way up. Imagine a big block between your ankles. Slightly hug in on it. Okay. So the ankles aren't going to go anywhere, but you're going to just get that sensation. Okay. And then drop the heels down, bend the knees. We're going to do the exact opposite, feet down and out. Now with feet down and out, also imagine hugging that block between your ankles. You can do both. You can have it all. <laughs> this is what you meant when you said you wanted it all, right? <laughs> On your next inhale, walk your hands back to your feet. Walk your feet out really wide. We're going to go toes out toward the diagonals. You're going to inhale, sit back into a little like frog squat thing. Your fingertips are on the floor. And then with an exhale, bow. And then inhale, sit back into this little frog squat thing. It's kind of like Malasana, but fingertips are out here on the floor. And I like frog squat thing a lot better. Bow forward. Just sounds friendlier. This is for your next game of leapfrog. Sit back into that frog squat. Lift your chest. Press your fingertips down. And then bow. Two more. It's back. And bow. Sit back, breathe in, and bow. 
parallel your feet, walk them back to about hip distance. Just notice what that is. That's your feet right underneath your hips, right? Makes sense, but just notice where that is. Walk your hands out to downward facing dog. Again, hands down, like palm the floor and press down and then shove that forward, right? So down and forward, feet down and out. Next inhale, take your right leg way up behind you, three-legged, tight and straight as you move it. Good. Bend your knee. Let the hip open up. Stack right hip on top of the left. Good work. Breath in. Breath out. Come back to center. Bring your right knee to your right elbow. Step outside the right hand into a low lunge. Bend the back knee down. We will not do what we did yesterday. Thank you, who all of you who came back after that. Bring your right hand to your right thigh. We're going to twist. Draw your heart forward and up. I enjoyed hearing uh, everyone's stories about their asana uh, after class. Um, it is looking great. <laughs> Breath in, lift your chest up and forward. And if you were sore from yesterday, you did it correctly. Breath out. On your inhale, unwind this. Plant your hand right back where it was. Straighten the front leg. Send your hips up and back. Bow inside the front leg. Let your head drop, your jaw soften. And then inhale. Back to a low lunge. And everyone's favorite guest star, early pigeon. Walk your foot across the mat, shin bone down. Back foot, point straight back. Stay up on your hands. Those fingertips like we used for the frog squat. Press your front shin bone down. Press your back foot down. Oh, how happy everyone looks. Look straight ahead. It's not interesting what anyone else is doing. It's really not. Imagine wrinkling up your mat between your front shin and your back foot. Pull it all together. Oh, yeah, there goes the jaw. Your jaw is not involved in that. One more breath in, heart high. And as you exhale, plant your hands, tuck your back toes, lift the back knee first, press back to down dog, walk back to the uh, same little frog squat. This time, stay. Pull your fingertips into the floor, lift your chest. Breathe here, three. Dig your heels in. Pull the mat together with your heels. I mean, probably won't happen. If it does happen, you need a new mat. Pull the heels in, pull the heels in, pull the heels in. And then exhale, bow. Parallel feet. Bring them hip distance apart. They're probably a little wider. Walk your hands out. Downward facing dog. Hands palm down and forward. Balls of the feet down and out. Abdominals in, chest floats forward. Your chest is not in your chin. Heart forward, pull long. Inhale, take your left leg up and back behind you. Tighten, straighten, reach. And then exhale, bend the knee. Bring it into your left elbow. Big step outside the left hand. Long lunge stance, back knee down. Top of the foot to the mat. 
left hand to left thigh and turn. Lengthen your front body, pull your heart up and forward. Have your gaze at your side wall or your mat in a twist. You never want to see anything behind you that would indicate you're rounding somewhere in your spine. Heart forward, gaze to the side or to the mat. You could go gaze to the ceiling if your neck really feels good like that, but uh, keep your neck feeling good. Front body long. That'll get your spine elongated. Breath in. Slow, smooth breath. Empty hands down into the inside of the foot. Draw your heart forward. Back toes tuck. Lift the back knee. And pyramid pose. Smooth your breath again with that ujjayi. Right? So there's no force of breath on the inhale or exhale that's greater than any other force. Right? Let your head drop. Your gaze is to your back foot. Drop it. Drop it. I'm talking to the person wearing your shirt. I promise I am. Soften your jaw, your face, your throat. Press the floor with your feet. Smooth inhale. You're going to rock forward, low lunge. As you exhale, it's a toe heel of the left foot across into a pigeon. You're staying up on your hands, fingertips like the frog. And then uh, back foot presses down, front shin bone presses down. The grounding down, you lift up, set your gaze straight ahead. And now imagine trying to pull the mat, wrinkle the mat up by pulling the front shin bone back, back foot forward. That does not need to show up in your eyebrows or your jaw, or your shoulders. Do the work with what's supposed to do the work. Everything else is breathing. And then when you exhale, plant your hands. Tuck your back toes. Squeeze the back leg. Don't do anything else. Press your hands down, press the back foot down, squeeze the back leg, and feel the connection up to your abdominals. Stay until you feel it. It'll float the left leg off the floor and come back. And you can't fake a feeling, right? It's like trying to fake loving someone. You can't do it. <laughs> Try to fake hating someone. You can't do it. You can't fake a sensation in your own body. It's worth your time and your effort and your energy to notice and be aware of how you feel. Look through your hands. Walk across to seated. And down onto your back. Catch a block. Place it underneath your hips. Extend your legs straight up in the air. Or close enough to straight up in the air that this is supremely comfortable for you. If this is not a comfortable pose for you, get one that is. Pause and breathe. There's a lot of physically and mentally demanding work. If you chose to participate physically and mentally, that was demanding. And if for some reason you didn't choose to participate in that, uh, just, you still deserve this post. Let this be completely untechnical. Just feel your hips level on the block. Right. 
And that's a really good start of just this yoga practice to be able to feel. Okay. There's so many things that can only be felt inside our body. You know, we, we look around, we see what the teacher's doing, we see what our neighbors are doing. We look at pictures of yoga. None of that matters if you can't feel your body. You're listening to what it's telling you, right? And we start with small things like feel your sacrum on this block. Not that you have to stick with that the entire time, but it's really tangible, noticeable. And from that, you develop a sense of what else is going on. What are your shoulder blades doing in the back of your head, back of your arms? Any part of you that's touching the floor is going to be easy to tap into. And if we can get to the easy stuff, if we can get in there, get away from the external, right? Whether it's absorbing the external stimuli or imprinting ourselves on the external, then and only then can we go inward. This inner life that may seem complex, may seem like a hot mess sometimes, becomes very simple when we listen well. Your next exhale, slowly bend your knees, bring the soles of your feet to the mat. Slide the block out of the way. Take your time. Bring in your hips down. Feel what it's like to be off the block. Feel the release there. And then make your way to Shavasana. Just as effortlessly as you can go. If you need some finishing postures or movements, that's okay. When you can, lay yourself out and rest. Going back to this idea of just your naturalness. There's no posturing here. There is your sense of what's natural, what's comfortable. And you feel the floor, right? You feel your body by feeling the floor. And why does the teacher always talk about the floor? There's a lot of reasons. One is that we can really feel by the sensations we get from our mat or the floor outside, the ground, if you're lucky enough to be out there. And there's the sensation of the air on the skin, which is a little more subtle. And there's a sensation of breath in the body, which takes us deeper. And by noticing the easy to notice and then the somewhat more subtle and then somewhat more subtle, we go deeper and deeper in the layers of experience, from the external experience to the internal physical experience, to the layers of self. Eventually resting in that deepest place, that place where we are consciousness. Some days we'll get there and 
some days maybe not quite so far. But in this practice of liberation, it's always where we're going. When you're ready to move again, start with wiggling your fingers and your toes. And roll gently to your right side. Make your way up to seated. And keep your eyes gently closed. Feel your body from the inside out. Feel the floor underneath you, feel your breath moving in and out, the air on your skin. Feel the space around you, the presence of others or the presence of solitude. And bring our hands together at heart center. And raising thumbs to your forehead center. A moment of acknowledgement and appreciation toward ourselves and each other. That was great, y'all. Thank you for being here. Namaste. Awesome. Well then, awesome. Yes, they're all clapping for you, of course. You guys have a great day. See you soon. Oh, yay. Two for one.